Hey guys, this is John with the John Olson Show, and today, along with Heather, Hello. our co-host, we have State Senator Brian Jones. Good morning, John and Heather. How's it going, Mr. Very, Jones? Very good. Awesome. Glad to be here on a Tuesday morning. On a Tuesday morning. Seven days Halloween. to go. Uh, seven days to go before the election, before right? Before the election, right. Good deal. So uh, what kind of cool things have you done in your term as State Senator? Well, you know, it's been four years, and... You know, two and plus years of that's been during COVID. So that's been an interesting experience up in the Capitol. Uh, but this last year, we got eight bills passed or nine bills passed uh, to the governor's desk. He signed eight of them. Uh, unfortunately, he did veto the OHV bill uh, this year. Uh, what does that mean? And that's the bill that I've been working on to replace the red sticker program that CARB ended for off-road more racing motorcycles a couple of years ago. And so we, we're still working on replacing that program. We'll work on it again next year and hopefully get a, a bill to his desk that he'll be happy with and can sign because it's really impacting a lot of people in, in our district and throughout the state that ride red sticker motorcycles and need to practice for competitions. And so we're going to hopefully uh, put that back intact for them. Gotcha. So it's not just folks that go out on the weekends. No, no, no. That's most of the uh, weekend folks are green sticker bikes. Sure. Uh, which that program is still in working and, and still moving ahead. So the governor wants to make us less competitive in the off-road <laughs> competition world? You know what? In his veto message, he actually kind of clarified some of the things that we need to work on. And, and so I, I don't think he's completely anti-competition. Okay. We'll see next year. Gotcha. Yeah. Good deal. Okay. So... Um, what are the other, or what are some highlights of the eight that you did get signed? Uh, we did some licensing bills, you know, different, because um, I'm on the uh, business and professions uh, committee that oversees several of the licensing commissions. So um, we get, we did some cleanup bills for some architects and different uh, licensed businesses. One of the things that really my staff did great over the last couple of years is interact with the departments in Sacramento on behalf of my constituents. We had 4,000 families that couldn't get their unemployment benefits because the Employment Development Department, EDD, wouldn't answer their phone, wouldn't respond to emails. Or because make, they were on COVID restrictions yeah, at home, right? Yeah, or make their website work. And, you know, it, it's really a shame that in California, tens of thousands, if not hundreds of thousands of people were impacted negatively by the unemployment insurance uh, situation. And the governor just seemed to, you know, he shut down our businesses. He told us we couldn't go to work. He, he you know, and, and it, uh, shut down people's jobs and then didn't make the state work on their behalf to replace that income that the state took away from them. And so my staff was able, 4,000 families. And, and some of those. And that's just in your district. That's just in my district. Right. So yeah. times 40. Uh, and then however many of the assembly members also worked on. Uh, so it's, it's, it's way too many. And especially with all the fraud and abuse and uh, embezzlement. Yeah, they was, seem to get paid, that, right? That was going on yeah. in, in the uh, unemployment system. You know, billions of dollars that went to prisoners and out of out of the country uh, operators in other, in other countries. And now we can't track it back and get that money back. Oh, my gosh. It's billions of dollars. Every it's time a, I hear a, another news report, like all oh, the schools right. don't uh, haven't spent the money because right. they're not sure how they're supposed to do it or they don't want to waste it or yeah, it's just a, sitting on it. Yeah, there's, well, a lot of people have done that. I managed a hair salon during that, and we were shut down, and I had a whole group of women that were working under me that were not able. Some of them didn't get start getting checks until we were able to go back to work. Right, right. And that was months without pay. It was a huge impact 
it, it was really scary for a lot of people. We, we had several situations where the state owed some people almost $20,000. Oh, wow. The, the state might have been six months in arrears. And, and, the, and the, weird, the crazy thing is the state would start paying somebody, pay them for three, four, five, six, whatever, eight weeks, mm-hmm. and then stop for no reason. And yes. then several months later, we'd have to get involved and, and get and get that picked back up. Very unfortunate. So, yes. Yeah. It, but we got through it. Yeah. And um, we're I glad think, that's behind us. I think most of our constituents are through it. And um, we're, I think we're on the road to recovery at this point in time. Oh, very cool. So so assuming that uh, Tuesday goes your way. Yes, sir. Uh, what kind of things do you have planned for 2023 and beyond? Well, the first thing we're going to do when I get back to session in December is uh, introduce a bill to begin tackling the homeless situation here in California. Uh, it, it's just gotten out of hand. It's one of the top issues that voters are uh, talking about this year. And it just seems like to me that every uh, solution that the governor and the Democratic leadership in Sacramento offer is just throwing money at the problem without any without providing any real solutions. And so we're, we're going to take a small uh, bite out of the big elephant on this as far as uh, solving the problem. And what we want to do is protect the most vulnerable of our communities first, and that's our kids. And so we're going to, uh, I'm going to put in a bill that would prohibit homeless encampments next to sensitive community areas, such as parks, schools, libraries, and, and daycare centers, and give police the opportunity and the county health and, and homeless services an opportunity to interact with these homeless encampments. One of the things they have to do is 72 hours before they clear it out, so they have to come give notice. They have to get, uh, notify the, the homeless encampments uh, of the services that are available to them, where they can go move to, and then what, if they need health care, if they need uh, medication, if they need uh, personal uh, hygiene services, you know where they can go get that. And then when the camera is being cleared, those same services have to be offered at the same time. Awesome. So 72 hours, so three days right. before you kick somebody out. Off of a school grounds. Off the school grounds. Yeah. You have to yeah. give them notice. Yeah. And or a them... park or a library or daycare oh, very center. very cool. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. We, you know, we, we just figured we got to start somewhere, and this is a sure. place to start. And then, you know, of course, um, the homeless, I call it the homeless industrial complex, in yes, California. Yes, it's kind of like uh, the education system, but that's another department. Right, right. And the media, you know, they immediately start throwing up objections. Well, what about this? What about that? What about, you know, there's always there's always a what about. I mean, there's... Yeah, I mean, it's usually and, 5% of the problem. Yeah. And let's start. Let's just get started. And then let's solve those other what abouts sure. as they come up. Yeah, get and the I, I, I just don't like, get Let's this protect con- our kids. Yeah, I just don't get this concept from the majority of the of the left and i don't, i don't even want to say democrats democrat voters because they're frustrated too this isn't a partisan issue unfortunately uh the governor's made it a partisan issue because he refuses to really do something meaningful and impactful on this and um and so it's it politically it's become a, a partisan issue but in our neighborhoods it's not partisan and, no it's you know, republicans yeah. democrats declined to states People who don't even vote are, we're all frustrated with this situation and we're counting on our government to do something. Right. With, and with I'm doing something. compassion to help these folks. Exactly. So they're not repeat offenders and right. kicking them out of El Cajon and they come to Santee and then right. put them on the trolley and send them to Lemon Grove. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. just a waste of taxpayers' money. Exactly. Well, so, about two weeks ago, a homeless woman camped in my next door neighbor's front yard. And, and 
She, your neighbor wasn't able to do anything about it? We, I mean, she's trespassing. A couple of our other neighbor's gentlemen came over and, and asked the lady to leave and called the police. And did she? And did, and did, the, did the police She help? did grab her stuff and go as the police were coming. Yes. Right. Yeah. Cool. It's, uh, it's unbelievable. She probably yeah. is the one that you can be and, found over by uh, the In-N-Out Burger line. What, what's amazing to me, and um, it's just, the, it's brazen now, right? I mean, it used to oh, be. Oh, yeah. And look at I certainly have the attitude that these are people too. Yeah, they're right? humans. And they're yeah. human beings, and they're Californians, and they're Americans um, that somehow have slipped through the social cracks. And as a society, we've got to make a just, we've got to make a determination decision. Where we're going to do something compassionate about it, but it might be a tough love situation. Uh, most of the time, it is right. Most of the time, exactly. it is right. Exactly. Okay. So, um, homeless issue is huge in California. What about the price of gas? Well. It's unbelievable to me that um, I've been pushing on the governor for over a year now to just lower the tax gas, lower the taxes and fees in California. The like, first dollar. What are we at? Like a buck 75 or something? Yeah, the first dollar of every gallon of gas that we purchase in California goes to the state. Okay. And then the next 18 to 20 cents goes to the federal government. Oh, okay. Um, so it's, it's about a buck, a buck 20, buck 25 mm-hmm. in, is taxes and fees. And so um, we've got to keep putting pressure on Sacramento to, we've got a hundred billion dollar surplus this year. Uh, And if we suspended the gas tax for one year, that would cost about $9 billion. So which is, you know, it's it's not a drop in the bucket. It's not a drop in the bucket. It's 10%, right? Yeah, it's 10% of the surplus. So that's mm-hmm. money. Not going to hurt us. Yeah, that, that's the money Sacramento. That's taxes you and I and all Californians have already and, 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 overpaid. And as responsible yeah. residents and citizens of the state, that's about how much you should be giving away for, um, you know, out of your pocket to donate to nonprofits and right. churches and all that kind of stuff. So bingo, yeah. exactly. So uh, we're going to keep putting pressure on that. I'm also going to introduce a bill in December when I get back uh, that will deal with uh, suspending the gas tax. Uh, we'll see how that goes. Um, yeah, you know, the governor's answer is let's send everybody a rebate check. That was his first answer. And then the second answer is we're going to we're going to convene a special committee to look at the profits of the oil companies. And then we're going to institute a windfall profit tax on the oil companies. Well, How who is do that you not think socialism? Who do you think is <laughs> going to pay that windfall profit tax? Exactly. Us again, yeah. meaning that the state's going to get more money from us. Yeah, right. Because they're yeah. not going to give that money back to right. us. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I and look, I will say if if the if the oil companies are uh, gouging, which I don't think they are, but if they are, um, then we need to look into that and sure. and find something. But the 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 fuel market in the United States and especially in California is still very competitive. Uh, it's very unlikely that these companies are colluding with each other to drive up the price of gasoline. In I think California. they're making a lot of money because that's what businesses are supposed to do. Right. Yeah. They're supposed to make a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And, and if they're making re- record profits, I had the discussion with my mom a couple of weeks ago, like, sure, they're making record profits, but they have a low amount of product. So they have to raise the price so that right. they can get past the part where, you know, when they run out of product, the, the, the quickest and f- and easiest thing the governor could do to drive down two things he could do to drive down the price of gasoline in California is number one, suspend the gas tax. Number two, there's a thousand permits on his desk right now, permit requests to drill oil wells in the central Valley, which is where most of our oil is mm-hmm. uh, not in populated areas. 
Now, there is some, obviously, in the L.A. basin in popular, but in Central Valley, where we get most of our oil, there's a 1,000 permits asking for permission to drill oil wells that he has held up now for over two years. Cool. So if we just got mm-hmm. more supply, guess what? Prices would come down. Yeah. You know, I, I was also talking to somebody. One of my nieces is, uh, well, a lot of my family is on the left side of, of you know, they're not conservative. Right. They're on the left right. side. Which is fine. You know, mm-hmm. we still like them. They come over for Thanksgiving. But um, they were complaining about the cost of makeup and the cost of some other things that are made from oil. And I'm like, well, where the hell do you think that comes from? Right. Yeah. Right? It's like 80% of the things that you touch are made with oil. <laughs> this, this cup I'm drinking my water out of right now is a petroleum byproduct. Exactly. But, yeah. It, it, and, and a Tesla is a petroleum byproduct. Exactly. And the water that you're drinking out of that cup mm-hmm. is one of the largest expenses of uh, fossil fuels to get the water from the Colorado river all the way to right. the, to the uh, sparkless plant over here in Lakeside. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, central Valley is predominantly, you know, agricultural, right? Correct. Well, they're having a really hard time getting the water right. to be able to support the agriculture. Right. Cause so the Delta smelt those same areas that were strong in agriculture were able to do oil. Those people would still be able to make money. Exactly. Right. And, and, um, and pay property tax. Yes. Which would go to uh, that would re- go directly re- to the bottom line for the state. Well, refurbishing uh, part of our water problem in California is the canals in the Central Valley. They're so old that many of them they've shut some of them down because they just leak too much water, and so they're not useful anymore. And so there's a couple of billions of dollars of defer, uh, deferred maintenance on those canals and pipelines and pumps, and we need to get those going again. And then we guess what? We'll have more water. Yeah, that's probably what we can do with that surplus. I think a lot of have forgot about Central Valley and right. w- what we need them to be able to produce and have that water. Exactly. Because, the, right. I mean, we support so many people with the food that comes from there. And it's sad that it's not able to function the way it should. Right, exactly. So I have a question. Uh, now that we're talking about uh, fuel, what about diesel? Have you heard that there's a lot of rumbling going on about a diesel shortage? I've seen the headlines. I've not read the articles yet, but I understand that, yeah, we're, we're there's a diesel shortage, which um, is really uh, unconscionable and inexcusable because diesel has a long shelf life. Um, and it's, from what I understand... Is in the refining process is one of the first products, so it's easy to easier to make than gasoline. We, there's no excuse for us having a diesel shortage, and that's not just in the state, but it's in the whole country. I, I understand this in the whole country. Yeah. Correct. So, yeah. what are we at now for our, our inflation year over year? Eight percent. Well, that's the that's the published number. Gotcha. But you find me one thing that's only eight percent higher than it was last year. Right. I mean, you. I went. And, uh, you know, my family comes over for dinner on Sundays. And I went and got two tri-tip steaks at the grocery stores, 50 bucks for two, for two, for two tri, tri-tip. Yeah. Steaks, so what do you like? Which like is not the $11 most expensive. a pound. Yeah. It was yeah. like, yeah. I mean, it was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And so uh, you look at eggs are up. Somebody said like 30% over last year. Eggs. I mean, that's a staple of our diet in the United States. Yeah, and, and, you know, no one's talking about the impact that this has on minorities and right. other groups. Exactly. Yeah. And, um, and, and so we need to continue to work on that. And, and the number one thing we need to do is stop all this government spending and get people back to work and get people back to a normal economy here in the United States. And you know that's a bigger function than just Sacramento. But sure. I'm certainly glad to be on the uh, 
you know, in the conversation as part of the solutions. Right. Well, it, it is a, um, a nationwide issue, but there are states that um, don't seem to be having problems right now. The same problems we are. Well, the inflation is nationwide. I mean, sure. you're, you're not going to be insulated from inflation in a, in a red state, but their governors and their legislatures are taking steps to address it and to make and, it and, and, less and, impactful and, and on their particular state. Correct. Sure. Yes. And uh, like I said, there's things we could do here. We could suspend the gas tax. Um, you know, we could increase the supply of fuel. We can, there's lots of things we can do. Gotcha. Well, yeah, every business owner that I talk to is, uh, having a hard time getting employees. Right. But if that, uh, those people can't afford to live in California that are in that workforce, they have to leave California. Then who are we going to have to fill those positions? Right. Yeah. No, and th- that's across the board, by the way, it's every, you know, usually when there's a workforce shortage, it's industry specific or a few industries. It's in California. It's across the board. Um, I was at MCRD a couple weeks ago and was talking to one of the recruiters down there. They the Marines can't recruit. You talk to police. Police can't recruit. Fire is having a hard time. And these are good jobs. You talk to any restaurant here in Santee or anywhere in the county. They can't get enough workers. Some restaurants are closed, you know, one day a week because they, they don't have right. enough staff to be open seven days a week. And I just don't believe that all those people are staying home because every day I hear, and of course, in our industry, mm-hmm. people are moving out of right. the state. We're losing our workforce. Well, right. that and a lot of people are working under the table and taking advantage of the unemployment benefits. I think so, too. Out. Yeah. And they're going to come up because we see them, those folks as well. Well, I make, you know, $5,000 a month. Yeah, but you're only showing you make. Fifteen hundred, right, right, yeah. and so they can't buy a house. Yeah, well, that's yeah, yeah. that's that's going to be a problem too. Now with interest rates going up, it's even going to be harder. Correct? Yes. Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. So, well, Brian, um, good luck in your run. Thank you very much. And Appreciate thanks, that. Thanks for November eighth is election day, so all of your listeners, uh, please don't forget to vote. If you you can mail in your ballot or turn it in on election day at the polling places. You don't even and have to show your ID. You, can you just don't show. even have to show your ID <laughs> in California. It's so amazing. It's funny. I guess uh, President Biden voted the other day and he had to show his ID. So, oh, wow. Or whatever, wherever he voted. I guess Maryland or someplace. Well, maybe he, he needed to read it to figure out who he was. <laughs> right, that's that might be true. Story. So, well, Brian, um, thank you. So you've been representing us for a long time, right? In the city of Santee. Yep. A lot of commissions there. Um, Originally elected to the Santee City Council in 2002. And then you went to the assembly, right? Right, and then uh, you represented us now as state senator. So Correct. hopefully you get four more years. Four more of that. years, that yep. would be great. Well, thanks for coming on. Thanks, it's always John. a thanks, pleasure Heather. to chat with you, Thank and you. thanks for uh, doing all the work that you do to uh, make the East County an awesome place. You bet. Thank you. Okay, thanks. We'll see you at the next one, guys. That was good.